welcome you to season two of The Edge of the Airy, a podcast that is intended to highlight some of the amazing staff and stakeholders that we have at Lincoln Charter and to share some of the college experiences of our guests. Thanks for listening. All right, so let's get to this episode's guest. Today, I am super excited to be speaking with Signora Dominica Brown, who is our library and technology teacher at the Lincolnton campus. Signora Brown has been with us since 2016, and I want to officially welcome you to the edge of the area. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Well, we are all very excited to hear um, a little bit more about you, how you plug into the school. And so if you can just start by telling us about yourself, passions, any of the anything that our folks would like to know. Well, I was born and raised in Mexico, in a beautiful coastal city uh, near the Gulf of uh, Mexico. Okay. So it was like four hours away from Texas. So okay. it was pretty Americanized over there. Um, I've been living in North Carolina for 15 years now, and mainly in Cornelius and Denver. And I am really passionate about traveling and different cultures, reading, obviously, because of library, mm-hmm. and spending time with my family, my friends, students. I love riding my bike and travel anywhere that I've never been before, and especially if there's hiking involved. Yes, that's okay. my thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk about all of that because it's all interesting. Um, do you want to give your city a shout out? What city? In yes. It, the name is Tampico. It's like uh, 2 million people. We have a big shipping export import thing. That's why I went to school first for that because it's a big port in Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. So you, you Second grew, biggest. Up at, grew up at the beach. So it's yes, like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, so travel. I'm always always up for travel myself. What places do you recommend? Do you have any places that you're looking at yeah. on your well, bucket list? I've been I've been in Spain, um, Russia, Scotland, Colombia, Argentina, Canada. Obviously, when I've been to Hawaii and to like about 35 states in that, in this country. Okay. So it's always super fun. I definitely recommend Scotland because of hiking. I thought it was the most beautiful place ever. Hmm. After that, I want to go to Iceland to see because apparently it's kind of the same terrain. So mm-hmm. And Hawaii too. I would go back there. Go back to Hawaii? Yes. Yeah. Okay. To hike. Very good. <laughs> Hiking's, hiking's always good. You get yeah. to see sort of the lay of the land in a different way than yes. if you're just driving. And you're I'm a little afraid of volcanoes knows but you know we can i think it's okay right now well don't go to hawaii if you're afraid of (laughs) volcanoes that's great so obviously with your job with us and you mentioned a love of reading Mm -hmm. so what kinds of books are you into and can you talk a little bit about how you sort of pass your love of reading on to our our kids here yeah well i am a big fantasy fan as you can tell by my shirt okay people can't see that but um I love fantasy about I love a uh, realistic fiction and the last book I read that I give myself a goal for the year and mm-hmm. this year I said I was going to read 40 books I'm number 30 so I think I'm going to get there <laughs> So the last one I I said that I uh, at least 5 of them have to be classics so I read a Latin American classic um, earlier this year called uh, 100 Years of Solitude okay by Gabriel Garcia Marquez and it's Amazing, I recommend. Um, it is based on a fictional country in mm-hmm. Latin America. Okay. So very good book. And but yeah, most of my books are fantasy. Okay. <laughs> I love the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Narnia. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, very good. So can you talk a little bit about so how does that passion of yours 
relate to our students and sort of your job? Obviously, library is, I think, most people would think that they understand that. Yes. But tell us a little bit about sort of what you do and how you instill that love of reading. Well, my favorite part of my class is at the beginning, we have a read aloud and I always pick books that also excite me. Mm-hmm. The kids need to see that you have a passion for what you're reading and that you believe it and, you know, make voices and all that stuff. I am very, <laughs> I'm a clown. So um, I, I love the read aloud part and where we can talk. Like we always have a back and forward. I encourage the kids to ask as many questions as they like. Mm-hmm. And obviously we use some vocabulary and, you know, to introduce them to that. And if you, if the students see you loving reading, then they are going to want to do it. So mm-hmm. that's my main goal is for them to want to pick up books. And I always tell them, if you don't like something, just stop. And maybe you just, the only problem is that you didn't pick something that was for you. Mm-hmm. So um, I encourage them to just find their niche. And I mean, that's my favorite part to just to read to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and I think that that's not a librarian only thing yes. um, because for kids to see your passion is really important. I exactly. Think. And, yeah. and being able to sort of show the, the meaning that it has for you um, and the, the joy. Yes. And I let them recommend me to like, mm-hmm. they, they get excited and tell me about a book they read and we talk about it as much as I, I have time for it. So, yeah, well, Libraries are exciting. Airports are exciting. Yes. Lots of possibilities um, at both. And I know there's, I, I see kids going into your your space and usually they are excited and it's a, it's looks like it's about ready to be a positive experience for them. So kudos to you for that, creating that kind of environment. So in your time at Lincoln Charter, you were not just a librarian and you've had some other roles with us and you currently are doing some other things too. So talk a little bit about that. Yes. Ms. Peterman likes to call me the unicorn. So I, <laughs> I came here to teach Spanish first and mm-hmm. ESL mm-hmm. and I was just doing elementary ESL and uh, I enjoy that a lot, but I've always wanted to, to be more involved with books and be able to build something for the school. So after a few years of doing Spanish, I kind of convinced you guys to, to let me run the library and it, it has become amazing. And after that, I got the opportunity now to teach ESL to high school students, which mm-hmm. has been a very exciting opportunity. It is very rewarding. I've never uh, taught high school before, and it's just more, you can see the um, the fruit of what you do really fast, like mm-hmm. because they're almost adults and, and you can have really meaningful conversations with them and you can see how you're helping them more directly. Mm-hmm. So I'm really enjoying that too. As you're talking about your job, you're like for the people that are not, watching the video you're smiling like you're having trouble keeping the smile off your face and so that's that's exciting because that's you love what you do i do do. it's great so um just want to point that out for our non-video audience um and tell tell folks a little bit about esl uh, for folks that may not be familiar with what that acronym means and sort of what that what that service does for students that would be part of an ESL group. Of course. So we're helping uh, students that English is their second language. So it means English as a second language, ESL. And uh, so they, they come here and when they are struggling with 
understanding their classes or whatever they have to read. They have us, uh, Mr. Paulino and I, and uh, we can help them with their homework, with their work, uh, with vocabulary. And it's just an opportunity for them to have like a little bit of a, of extra help with the language. Mm-hmm. So, and it is, it, it is nice because you get to know a lot about their culture too and where they're coming from. We have children from um, many places around yeah. the world. Yeah. So it's, it's very exciting. Yeah. If you think about all of the parts of school that language is necessary to access, or as I think about that, it becomes very evident that ESL assistance is really key yes. for, for, um, for an individual that that's not, that English is not their first language. Yes. And, and how an English speaker like me could take that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Vocabulary is like, it's different. And more if you come from a country that is, uh, the language is so much different, like China, mm-hmm. or uh, we have a kid right now from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it's difficult for them and it feels really good to help them. Yep. Well, unfortunately, our students' brains are not as old as mine. And so language comes a little bit, a little bit easier for our younger generation. They learn amazingly fast. Yes. I'm jealous about that too. My neurons are not there anymore. Well, we're (laughs) jealous together for sure. Is there anything that you want to shout out about Lincoln Charter, anything that you're a proud Eagle. And so is there anything that you want to to mention that you appreciate about Lincoln Charter? Yes, I am a very proud Eagle. And uh, as you could just see by what I just told you, I was able to, you know, follow my passions and you guys were super supportive about it. So when I talked to you about the library, you were open about it. And uh, I always felt helped. And I feel like now that we have all these buildings together, we get to uh, work together more closely in our classrooms. I can see other teachers teach and it's just an, the environment is extremely positive and I am really happy to work here. It's easier to let folks follow their passions when they're quality people like you. So that's, <laughs> you. that is, um, makes it a lot easier. So I'm excited to talk to you about your college experience. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. So I got a bachelor's degree in international commerce or trade. Okay. And I mainly picked that major because of the port that I was living in and because I wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. So I got my degree in Mexico and um, I worked in in a ship's agency for like seven years. Okay. And I worked in ships with captains of all over the world. It was really fun. But I always wanted to be a teacher. So when I came to live here, I went back to school and I got a graduate certificate in elementary education from UNCC. Mm -hmm. And I love college. It was just super fun then. And, but it was different now when you do it as an adult, because you take everything way more serious and you, <laughs> you actually get to um, uh, link with your professors in a different way because mm-hmm. you're both adults. So it was, it was awesome. I, and then after that, I didn't have enough of school. So I went back and got my master's in teaching also from UNCC. I love that part because I got to learn a lot about research methods, which I was not familiar with that much in college because my career before wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested about that. So I'm not saying that I won't maybe one day get a PhD. I don't know. 
we'll see. You what should happens. do it. You should do it. Your undergrad experience, what, mm -hmm. what school? It was, um, so if you've ever heard, because you guys don't probably won't know, but uh, if you ever heard of Gonzaga in, yep. um, sure. they're very good at basketball. Mm -hmm. So it's our sister uh, university in Mexico. It's a Jesuit um, university. Okay. And it, it's, um, it was really great. It was in Guadalajara, which was pretty far away from home, like 12 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, but I went to Jesuit school before too, so. It was it was a tr an easy transition and it was amazing well Harry is a big city it's really big like mm -hmm. 20 million people mm -hmm. um so it was it was a little overwhelming at first but college is just you have to do it guys it's fun <laughs> you learn a lot <laughs> you learn a lot of things about you about yourself and about life definitely so how many i don't know if i've talked to anybody mm -hmm. that experienced an international education so tell us a little bit about like how big is it more like a traditional university or smaller college or it is big um let's say that if i compare it it's probably a little it's probably bigger than you than uncc okay our um in over there we do the french way we call it the french uh way which is uh the way they do college in france okay um we you have to pick your major right away okay we don't have that two-year thing mm -hmm. ours is four and a half years okay and you have to start taking classes since year one of mm -hmm. course you have like the bulk that are the basic classes but then but you have to have some of the classes that are mm -hmm. for international trade or whatever it is that you're doing so it's a little more pressure mm -hmm. because you have to know what you want you can change it but it's hard mm -hmm. it's not you, yeah it's different interesting so you had in some ways a liberal arts prerequisite classes and some of the basic classes in a, in addition to your, Absolutely. the classes that have aligned to international trade or commerce or like that your major essentially. Yes, it, it was the brief. The first two years were basic classes, and in there you have to have at least two that were about what you are doing your major on. Right. Yeah. Okay. And did you feel prepared for transitioning into that? career based on your undergrad experience? I think I, w I was prepared um, with uh, the basics. I feel like I, I had a really good uh, high school experience. Uh, I was always a responsible student, but I wish somebody would have told me to start volunteering and doing internships right away mm -hmm. because that really helps you mm -hmm. later on, not only with your resume, but because you, are, you get to really have the real experience, their mm -hmm. life experience. So I didn't start doing that until after a year two, two or so. So you were you were a reliable, good student. That's, uh, that's yes. It. I mean, I had fun, <laughs> but I always did my homework. <laughs> yeah. It's important. So would, is that really what you would have wanted to know prior to starting college about the internship and sort of getting a little bit more involved from the from the beginning? Yes, you definitely have to get your feet wet. I think that it, that's not only a that's that applies for any country that you're doing something. Experience is key, and and the contacts and the, the that you make with people mm -hmm. that is extremely important. Like I always tell them, even if you're not sure what you want to do in college college is gonna you're gonna meet people you're gonna work with people and you never know who can help you you know yep. in the future yes yep. yeah i think that's that's a something that we've touched on with some of the other folks that i've talked to is the connections the classmates the professors mm -hmm. sort of that whole group of people that you meet and mm -hmm. making sure that you're connected and learning from them um, not just learning what you're studying. Yes, of. exactly. 
So your major sort of doesn't, is not directly aligned to uh, what you currently do for us. Is it? No. But I think that's, it's okay for everybody to hear that that's okay. It, it is okay. It is never too late. I, I was 33 years old when I, okay, 32 when I decided to become a teacher. Now I was uh, insane and I, uh, <laughs> they say it's gonna take two years for you to make up that, to transition your degree into mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. And I said, can we do it faster? And I said, well, we have a fast track mm -hmm. that it takes you a year, but it's just, it's really insane. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do the so insanity, yeah. I, I did it and it was, huh, okay, you have to have the, the nerve to do it, but you can, mm -hmm. like, it's just a lot of work. But if you want to do what you love, you have to work for it. So, yeah. Words of, <laughs> words of wisdom. Do you feel like the international trade commerce kind of background, what from that experience does help you with what you do now? Oh, it helps me a lot with, because I feel like I have a more understanding of the workforce and how the world works in administration and all that, okay. that some teachers don't have that background. They've never worked in an office mm -hmm. or deal with all these things. And I feel like I can help these kids understand how the world works if they are not going to be a teacher. You yeah. know, there's, I feel like I have a bigger perspective because of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it always helps to know economy and math and account, you know, accounting and all that stuff. It's just very helpful. And I think that, I mean, I don't regret it. I think I did it the right way. Like you never know. I think that's important for everyone to hear because it is valuable to have teachers that have the bona fides and who went to their undergrad graduate school mm -hmm. if that were born knowing that they wanted to be a teacher but it also helps to have some seasoned folks like yourself that have different experiences that yeah can contribute to the overall community appreciate that it is pretty much. different to be a teacher than to be an office <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, for me, and it, that's a, a very much a good thing. And uh, I think for you too. So mm -hmm. that's great. Is there anything in college that you like looking back hindsight's always 2020, what would you do differently? If anything? Um, I would sleep more. And because I didn't like, I didn't sleep much and I would just try to worry less about the little things and uh, maybe make some more time for sports. Mm -hmm. And just like I said before, I would start trying to work earlier. So I get more experience and you also get paid better mm -hmm. when you graduate and you already have a few years of experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So little things you wouldn't, you would not have sweat the little things like what? No. Um, there were things that worry me some like about because of the age that you have when you are in college, you worry about what people think too much. You worry about, and this is going to sound bad. Maybe I shouldn't say it, but sometimes you worry too much about what your parents will think and what would they do. Okay. And you don't, you need to start kind of thinking for yourself a little more. And it's hard. It's hard to, to say, okay, well, that's what, what my dad wants, but maybe I want something different kind of thing. So, and it doesn't happen to everybody, but mm -hmm. I think that you just have to try to find yourself. That is the time for you to, to try to find yourself. And it's okay that you don't know who you are, mm -hmm. but you need to make that journey, I guess, without being so afraid about what people are going to think. I feel that's like I could just say, that's all folks and wrap this up, like <laughs> words of wisdom right there. That's, that's great. Yeah. It's a, I, I think that is one of the reasons why I really appreciated my college years because you are truly like I was on a journey kind of trying to find out who I was and what I wanted and 
how it maybe was different in some ways than what my parents wanted or yeah. other people that I grew up with, what they expected. And so yes. it's a very exciting time. It is. But um, I think words of wisdom are, are great about uh, not not sweating the little things as much as, as possible. Yes. Is there anything that you'd like to mention from any of your college experiences, graduate school, undergrad, that extracurricular activities or other things that you were, um, that you participated in that maybe were helpful to you or that you appreciated? I was in the soccer team. I wasn't really good, but they took me. (laughs) (laughs) I was middle field, so I ran a lot. And, Uh you know, I was the one that ran around and screamed a lot. So it was, it was great. It was a great outlet. And I really recommend you guys to, uh, to do a sport in college, like that really helps you with your health and with your mental health. And, mm-hmm. and you also make a lot of friends. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that a lot. And I will, I also was on a, on a group that helped students uh, with English language, because you have to know at least three languages mm-hmm. on this specific career that I picked. Mm-hmm. So I, I was good at English. And so I helped a lot of students that were not, uh, were struggling with it. Okay. And I also was part of a silly uh, club, uh, Connect Four <laughs> thing. And it was, that was super fun. That was just for fun. But it was just get into clubs and stuff. You get to know a lot of people. And yes, I don't regret that. I wish I had more time to do that, actually. Yes. I have never heard of a Connect Four club. <laughs> yeah, we, we made that up, kind of. But it became a thing. It was like a monster then. Like we had like 100 people doing it. It was so cool. We got wow. those, the big. The big ones were you. Okay. Yeah, it was competitions and it was cool. <laughs> That's That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Connect Four. That's, that's a, a golden oldie right there. It's yeah. A good, that's a good game. Low barrier entry for that. Yes. Awesome. I've been in at least one meeting with you where you were watching soccer on your phone. Absolutely. And so there's like some of that has transitioned through. It was not like a you were trying to sneak watch the game. It was more of a uh, <laughs> well. It was the World Cup. It was the World Cup. Yeah. Yes, I love soccer. I mean, our country, we we love it. It's just a cultural thing, and it's part of our life since you're little. There's a ball in your house, and we all play. And I mean, I wish I had. I kind of lost touch with soccer a lot when I came to live here because you guys don't like it much. But now oh, that you, we have a now. team now. now, we have a team in Charlotte, so I'm really excited yeah. about it. So <laughs> I hope that we're good. Maybe we'll get to be good. I, I don't know. I think uh, soccer is is uh, up and coming a little bit. Yes. So yeah, because of Messi, we have to thank Messi for that one. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, maybe the most famous guy on the planet. Yes. Potentially. You mentioned cultural. So you just mentioned that, which is a great opportunity to talk about you as a, a Latinx person, part of our um, growing Latinx community here. Uh, we are, we're recording this during Hispanic Heritage Month, which is kind of cool, and just celebrated La Fiesta. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience at La Fiesta and kind of as a member of our Latinx community here. Well, I love that we're doing this. It feels like uh, a connection. It, it, it makes us Latinos feel like we have a we are an important part of your society and that we are acknowledged and that we're here. So it is really nice to share the food that I really like with people that have maybe have never had it like mm-hmm. that. And our music and we are just a very in general Latino people are very joyful and we just like 
to share that with you guys. And we love that it's part of Lincoln Charter. And, you know, it makes us really happy. We talked about, I've talked about it with my other Latino co-workers and we, we love it. We feel uh, appreciated. So it's a good thing. Well, you are appreciated and it's <laughs> part of, part of our community. So glad you feel that way. And it certainly is, uh, I think next year is going to be even a bigger party. So um, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> hopefully we can uh, keep the, keep the great momentum going and I will continue to advocate for, to be a judge in the, the, I um, heard that you did the jalapeno thing. I, I, I want to see a video of that. I did I do a, yeah, I sort of failed in my jalapeno eating contest, <laughs> but it was, it was a good, it was a good try. So, well, I appreciate that context. Can you tell me a little bit about the changes that you've seen from a Latina perspective at Lincoln Charter over, over the years that you've been here? Well, I've seen the student community have, have grown so much, and I'm really happy to see that uh, Latin families are feeling like, oh, you know, Lincoln Charter is the place to go for us because we're treated right and we have support and there's there are teachers that speak Spanish and that can help our kids directly. And I've heard really good things with my Latino families and how happy they are here. And I've seen that we put a, a lot of work as a school to be able to welcome these people and and help them and just make them feel welcome and part of the community. So I've seen a big change since I'm here. I've been here for seven years and mm -hmm. it's been, yes, I think that we went from like a 13% to something. I, I don't have the numbers, but I think it grew a lot. I think over 20. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So I think that we are going in the right path and, and I'm, I'm happy that they feel comfortable mm -hmm. being here. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like the, um, just from, my perspective, the celebration of our community. Yes. And it's not your community or somebody else. It's, it's our community exactly. as a whole. And I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate is just seeing the joy and the, you know, just yes. it, it's, it's a appreciation for really great people and great experiences that are maybe a little bit different than how I grew up, but yes, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone, any shout out you want to give to a, a hero or a mentor, somebody formative um, you want to mention? Definitely. I mean, I don't know if she's ever going to hear this, but my student teaching uh, teacher, she was amazing. She was an amazing mentor. She was like always there for me and let me fall and pick myself up. Like she really let me be, and it was amazing. And in here, I have Brittany Buff, who I will shout out. Uh, <laughs> she is amazing, and I don't know what I would do without her brain. She's extremely smart and and a great friend. And we all need a a good friend in our work uh, environment. If not, I mean, it just makes everything better and easier. Shout out, Miss yes. Buff. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the famous Miss Buff. Who in your your cooperating teacher? Who was that? That is Jennifer Williamson. She okay. is amazing. Okay. Shout out Miss Williamson. Okay, very good. Appreciate that. You mentioned one book that you um, have recently read. Is there anything else that you're considering reading or any other book recommendations that you give to our uh, our audience? Okay, so if, if I go to a yeah, book that I can't read at all ages, I would say uh, Front Desk is a great book right now. Okay. Uh, 
And if you're an adult, uh, the Midnight Library is amazing too. I just read that one last month. It's, that's more for adults, but yes. And tell, tell us a little bit about both of those. Okay, front, so front desk. front desk is about a um, a little girl that, I mean, she's from China and her family's from China and they just came to live here. And it's just, you know, all the struggles of immigration. And it's, it's just, it makes you understand uh, life in a different way and how some people like really suffer uh when they are away from what they know and so i really love that and with the midnight library it's about it's about finding yourself and how your worth um is this person that doesn't feel like she should be here okay. so it's a it's a journey there i recommend that i mean it makes you uh, have some faith in humanity so if you want to read it either of those are good choices <laughs> We all could use it. faith in humanity for sure. Yes, <laughs> we do. A few minutes ago, you mentioned food and appreciating food. Where's a place that our listeners all need to go to eat? Uh, could be around here, Charlotte, someplace, someplace accessible. Someplace accessible. Okay. Oof, you put me on the spot. Okay. So, well, I like Miami Fusion. If you like Cuban food, it's pretty good. For Mexican, I like the for Mexican. You have to go to a food truck. Like there, I don't think there's restaurants in here that are good. Okay, really. Uh, there's one in Huntersville that it's amazing. Her name is Rosita, and she's really good. If you want to go to Huntersville, and uh, well, my brother is a chef, and I am going to shout out his restaurant then in Charlotte that it's called Eden. If you want to go, Eden. Okay. Yes, he's a chef in that restaurant, so I will I will use this to promote. <laughs> All right. So tell me about this uh, this Huntersville food truck. It's an on Old Statesville Road. Mm-hmm. If I'm, yeah, it's like oh. in the middle of Hunter yep. uh, near the Discovery Place for kids. Okay. It's white, and it, I don't think it has a name outside. But there's a Mexican store, like yeah, a, like a little a, bodega. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Is there any music that you uh, can't get out of your head right now? Oof, that's a good question. I am into Gregory. I have an ice and cough right now, which is, it's kind of like a folk uh, rock music. Okay. And I love, I'm old school and I love Foo Fighters and and anything rock and roll. So yes, that's pretty much me. <laughs> love it. Awesome. Is there anything about you that you think most people might not know that you would like for folks to know? Well, I'm, I see, I'm seeing really outgoing and loud and all this stuff but i am really shy inside believe it or not i get really nervous when i don't know somebody well and it's hard for me to uh be social for a long period of time i need to have my i do get overwhelmed with a lot of people and i do get shy but you're not probably never gonna see it but it's inside right now i'm very nervous (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate you braving your nervousness and uh coming on edge of the area um i think we all will benefit from this conversation so um anything else you'd like to say no i'm just really happy to be here thank you so much for inviting me and i'm just happy to be teaching at lincoln charter school well super happy to have you here very uh very much appreciate your passion and the smiliness that you um infuse in all of lincoln charter so Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Keep on rocking it out. Okay. And um, that is, this is Jonathan Bryant signing off. Thanks.
I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers for listening to The Edge of the Airy. Like everything at Lincoln Charter, it takes a great team to make this podcast happen. The Edge of the Airy is produced by Jonathan Bryant and Taylor Helms, and Ms. Helms is also our senior editor. Graphics and artwork are by Melissa Lasarski, and our music is brought to you by Next Mike, who you might also know as Michael Paulino Albin. Our team uses the free Spotify app to create each episode, which can be found at podcasters.spotify.com. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Feel free to rate or review this podcast. It may help others to discover this content. This is Jonathan Bryant signing off until next time.